0: Now, fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Buy now, pay later. That best describes the rationale behind the Liberals' planned hydro rate cuts set to kick in in July. Yesterday, the Financial Accountability Office crunched the numbers and let us know just how much We will be paying later. And over the long term, it will cost $45 billion to offset $24 billion in savings. And those savings will come in the lead up to the next election and over the course of the next four-year electoral mandate. Coincidence? I think not. And uh, that $21 billion extra is based on an optimistic scenario that the provincial budget will be in balance over the next 30 or so years. So here are some more of the numbers. After the 25% rebate, the average monthly bill should drop from about $164 to $123. Those bills will remain quite low until 2021 under the plan. And then the rates are expected to increase nearly 7% a year. Uh, And uh, the Financial Accountability Office estimated that the average monthly bill will increase to $213 by 2028. So to repay the cost of that rebate, the average consumer is going to pay thousands in additional costs. That's $22 a month. From 2028, a long time from now, 10 years from now, to 2045, is that a good deal? Are you okay with having your kids and grandkids pay those bills on your behalf. Because uh, if you're a Zoomer, um, maybe you won't be getting to pay those bills that far out in the future. The numbers to call, 416 toll-free 866 740 Right now, let's go to Todd Smith, who is the PC energy critic. Hi, Todd.
2: Hi, Libby. Beautiful day, isn't it?
1: Ah, gorgeous. Uh, I'm just adjusting the audio here. Uh, So, um, these numbers, were they what you had expected? Uh, Were they more or were they less?
2: Um, Right around where we thought they were. I think I talked to you a couple of weeks ago when we had that whistleblower hand us uh, the document, the leaked cabinet document, that showed we were going to end up seeing a, a, a serious spike in electricity bills after the next election. Uh, I think the financial accountability officer, uh, Stephen LeClaire, in his office uh, painted a picture that's even more dire when it comes to the amount of money that this could potentially cost us, and as you mentioned, $45 billion is a very conservative number, uh, given the Liberals' track record anyway, when it comes to balancing budgets, and it also uh, takes into account that um, interest rates aren't going to change that much from where they are now. This, this deal, uh, this Liberal reelection c- campaign, could end up costing us Forty-five billion to ninety-three billion dollars. That's the right. Worst that case scenario.
1: Thank you for pointing that out. The upper uh, limit in the Financial Accountability Office uh, number crunch was was ninety-three billion dollars. That's a, a heck of a lot of money it's it 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 is and and well, it's,
2: it's massive i mean it just to put it into perspective uh you could pay for the entire education budget that's all of the schools and all of the teachers and all of the employees uh in ontario for three years with 93 billion dollars so it's a massive massive amount of money
1: yeah okay so it it is i mean and your counterpart in the ndp uh said that this was actually worse than what he had projected
2: yeah, and uh, and I would agree with him because I think it paints that long-term picture of what this could potentially cost. It, it confirms what the budget document indicated in that this is very, very temporary relief just to get the Liberals through the next election. And then the price of electricity starts to skyrocket to record numbers again. After we get through the next election, we start to see 6.5% increases on our electricity bills. And by 2022, uh, we start to see... Um, increases per year of 12 percent. So it doesn't fix anything. It doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't fix high electricity bills. It just pushes them off to get the liberals through the next election.
1: Okay. uh, So let me ask you this. Uh, Let's say it doesn't work and the liberals are not elected. Let's say that you are. How would you get out of this? Yeah, you know what? We had
2: this bill in committee this week where different uh, energy experts were appearing to give us their input on what they thought of Bill 132. And when I asked them why the Liberals went this route, they said it was because it was the easy fix. This was the quickest and easiest way uh, to get electricity off the table the Liberals weren't committing to the hard work that it was going to take to renegotiate the contracts, or if there are contracts that we could cancel with a minor penalty or no penalty at all, that would take some time to figure this out. So what we would do is actually get to work on these contracts and find out if there is a way that we could lower the cost of electricity without just mortgaging the future of our kids and our grandkids when it comes to electricity bills, which are going to continue to skyrocket. But
1: what about this particular measure? Would you be able to reverse it?
2: Oh, the actual financing of this. Of this yeah, this, this thing. Band-Aid. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you actually could reverse this. Uh, we've talked to experts who have designed this debt entity that's going to be created at Ontario Power Generation, and, and there are off-ramps, indeed, that that, that we could take if... If we were able to form government, and I'm knocking wood as I say that, um, you know, we would actually do the heavy lifting that it's going to take to start to lower electricity. But
1: let's let's stick to uh, reversing this. Uh, And will there be additional penalties to reversing this? I'm assuming that there would be.
2: Uh, no, from what we've been led to believe, and, and from what we understand, uh, you would be able to take some off ramps off this without, without serious penalty. And when you're talking about the amount of money involved, Libby, I mean, $45 billion to $93 billion, uh, there had to be. Uh, a less expensive way uh, to provide some relief right now, but this was just the easy thing uh, for the government to do and and the financial watchdog said the same thing. The auditor general yesterday came out and and she said that she couldn 't, in good conscience, even sign off on this unfair liberal hydro scheme because it doesn't meet Canadian accounting standards and uh, public uh yeah i
1: was I was wondering about that, but does she have to sign
2: off on it I mean no, clearly not she doesn't you no know, you're right she doesn't but uh at committee yesterday she made those comments uh, when discussing bill 132 so i mean there's a lot of questions around this bill and unfortunately what the government is doing is forcing it down our throats to get it done as quickly as possible because they need to take electricity off the table as an issue now and only time will tell if they're able to do that but i think a lot of people have serious concerns about this and uh and i think it's important that people understand exactly how the government is going about this they haven't fixed anything uh we're going to see record high electricity bills in the very near future
1: okay well i i think that a lot of our listeners uh you know when we've talked about this in the past uh certainly see this as you know buying their votes with their own money what what's what's different today is that we now have an exact price tag on it, and uh, I think also for many of our listeners, realistically, the biggest burden will fall on their kids and grandkids because it's coming far in the future. Uh, let's go to uh, Solemn in Mississauga. Hello. Hello. Hello, Solemn, am, am I pronouncing your name right?
3: You pronounce it right. That's fine. Um, I've answered to worse before. <laughs> um, I don't understand how smart these liberals can be. They're not smart. Um, The voters are much smarter because they don't have my vote next time. My question is this, and it probably was answered uh, through the the person they were talking to earlier, but I would like to clarify it. Will this be canceled and void and nulled if they lose the next election?
1: Well, that's that's I guess a more direct way than I asked the question. So, Todd, so is that uh, can you answer that? Uh,
2: I, I think certainly that uh, most people out there agree that this isn't the way to actually deal with the problem that the liberals have created. So, it's a pretty fair assessment that uh, the unfair hydro plan would probably go the way the, of the dodo bird as quickly as possible. I mean, I think ultimately what we want is. Uh, some instant relief on electricity bills, that's not a bad thing. People have been starving for this for the last number of years. Um, But was this the best way to do it? No.
1: Yeah, so you seem to be uh, couching that. Uh, Is that because it hasn't come up uh, with your caucus or the leader hasn't made a commitment? Well, no,
2: we've indicated certainly that we're not in support of Bill 132, which is the uh, plan that we're talking about. Uh, The NDP are not in support of this deal either because of what it means for our future generations without fixing anything, and that's the whole thing, right? Um, There will be... um, Uh, clearly some relief uh, if this bill passes on uh, July 1st which we know that it will because the Liberals have a majority government so it is going to be in place uh, for some time as an opposition party and hopefully one that's going to take government it's going to take us a little bit of a time to assess exactly how much damage uh, that the Liberals have done on the electricity file and how we can unwind some of this tangled web that they've created. I have
3: one more comment, uh, which is very important to me and to the listeners. Uh, Rather than give us a credit um, and reduce the rate, I think you should take the bonuses out of all these CEOs and uh, all these executives who get bonuses of, I don't know, uh, $2 million or whatever. I I don't have the exact figures. To me, that makes more sense and more more accounting uh, accountability than the kind of accounting that they're doing right now. And
2: that's certainly something that we've talked about is uh, reining in executive compensation, particularly bonuses when they're not justified. Uh, there are executives across the province in, in the energy sector and other sectors uh, that are getting bonuses for work that wasn't completed on time or on budget. They're just getting these bonuses because Uh, that's when they were slated to get the bonus. So uh, if somebody does really good work and saves the province billions of dollars by perhaps doing a nuclear refurb ahead of schedule and and saving billions and providing low cost emissions free electricity, uh, when the job is done and we've been able to tell, yes, this executive did a great job at saving the province billions, um, then maybe a bonus is warranted, uh, but certainly not when projects are done Incorrectly, or we're seeing trusses built upside down over our highways, and these types of things. Those companies are still, uh, or these executives are still getting uh, getting bonuses when they're not even warranted to get them.
1: Who yeah. has the
3: word to say no? You can't get bonuses.
1: Well. The- yeah. You know, uh, I have to say, you know, it's almost a whole other issue that for for a lot of people, a a bonus, they consider a bonus as a done deal, a part of their compensation. And really, um, if that's the case, it shouldn't be called a bonus. A bonus in, you know, where I come from, it has to be earned.
3: Then we're right in the contract with them in the wrong way.
1: Uh, Yep, you're right. Salem, solemn, sorry. Thanks for your call. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, so uh, where does this leave us, Todd Smith?
2: Well, the bill, uh, 132, just wrapped up at committee today. Um, I, I know that we'll be voting against uh, the bill when it comes before the legislature next week. And uh, But as I say, the Liberals have a majority government, and uh, they'll be pushing this through because they want to get this on the table before July 1st so they can take the electricity issue off the table uh, leading into the next election, because it's absolutely uh, been killing uh, the Liberals and the polls. Uh, but really, I think the bottom line is uh, they call it the Fair Hydro Plan. This is really the Liberals' unfair hydro plan, in my, uh, in my opinion, because of uh, all of the things it does, including um, cost us billions of dollars in debt. It brings Brings back the the debt retirement charge in the mid 2020s. Uh, so the debt retirement charge is going to be back on your bills. I call it the debt retirement charge on steroids because it's four times larger than the old debt retirement charge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, it, what's going to happen though is the, is the government is going to get this bill passed next week, and uh, and there will be some relief on the way. But I think people, as they're looking at their bills come July, should remember nothing has been fixed here. Uh, this is short term. Um, satisfaction, but it's going to cost you even more down the road because somebody's going to pay the billions and billions of dollars in debt interest.
1: Um, okay. And uh, so the way things stand now, this will probably be in place until the next election, right?
2: Uh, yes, that's, that's certainly their plan. And and just through the next election, and then after the next election, we start to see the electricity bills go up again and and go to record highs, as I mentioned, uh, up to 12% year-over-year increases by the mid-2020s.
1: Okay. Uh, Thank you very much for that, Todd Smith, and uh, I'm sure that this issue will come up again.
2: (laughs) I'm sure it will, too. Thanks, Libby. Okay, bye-bye. Take care.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.